At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Morning all, and one bit wonky there. Welcome to another Q&A. So, <coughs> this week, mostly about um, the environmental charge. It's kind of a hangover from last week. We're getting there, but we'll come to that in a minute. Before we go, um, in introduction, Shane Hardy says, um, the Halloween special from Neptune Curies is awesome, but what is even more awesome is you taking the time out of Sunday to plug it. Right. <laughs> Let's get this one straight, Shane. You're a very kind man, but... I imagine that video probably took him two days to put together. The video that I did with a link probably took me 18 seconds. So <laughs> thank you very much for the kind words, but credit where credit's due. I just, I don't I try to overload you with content, but at the same time, I saw that come up on the Saturday or the Sunday. I could saw it come up on the Sunday. I thought it's Halloween tomorrow. So if, if people haven't seen it by tomorrow, um, it's kind of out of date, but in fairness, if anybody does want to go back and have a link to the Neptune Couriers on the Halloween special, I'll do you a link. Um, yeah, it was. It, I'll be honest, Neil. Some of it didn't scan, but still brilliant, nevertheless. And well done you for taking the time just to do. It's just a little bit of jolly, like you know. So if you want to check it out, the links up there, like you know. Also, Neptune Couriers himself has said on the subject of strangest load. Here's strangest load. Hawk semen, a pound a mile weighing 10 grams, uh, did it 21 days in a row. Presumably, it would have been less than 10 cc. 10 cc is the amount um, that human semen takes up. I know it's for two reasons. Firstly, because the band is named after, um, after the amount. And secondly, because I used to be a sperm donor when I was 21. Bit of a revelation for you there, guys. And for anybody who wants to know, there is no reading material and no one offers you a helping hand. It's moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, so, mostly this week has uh, been about the zone. Uh, Tajish Patel says, right now, Tajish, this is all the makings of your lucky day. Um, he said, has this channel turned into a mission zone complaints thing? It's now part of the driving world. We need to get over it. Yes, it's a stealth tax for doing jobs, but the good thing about being self-employed is that if you're, you're worth your salt, you charge for that. Zone charges are usually by the day. If anyone should moan anything, it should be about the, the hidden one-way systems, no entries, especially in London, and that Brexit has made us a poor man of London and trust. The human hand grenade, uh, following Johnson's advice, support destroying our economy with a mini-budget. Yeah, that's done me no favours. Also, would it be bad of... 
if it means that there are less drivers and other yeah, and less CX members. I mean, yeah, there's always the swings and roundabouts, um, and the fact that those that can't co compete will fall by the wayside theoretically. But then we've got the conveyor belt of faults. So it doesn't always quite work that way. Again, Tejas, we're not going to we're not going to focus heavily on the zone. It's just that what happens to be talking about at the moment. What really frustrates me is the fact that. It's not the zone charges. I keep saying that I understand the zone charges. I understand why you're doing it. What is annoying me is the fact you're lying about it. You're telling me it's for the environment. It's not for the environment. And that's the bit that I've got the needle about. But we'll come with you. Anyway, what else have you guys got to say? SH says, fully agree. Don't know how far you can go, but, it, but for FFS, at least let us drive our Euro 6 diesel engines. Um, by 72 says when everyone gets Euro 6 will they bring out Euro 7 I blame Khan they won't know Euro 6 is where it stops the next thing will be batteries and they'll go you cannot drive in here if your vehicle puts out any emissions whatsoever it's going to be batteries and then it will just get bigger and bigger and bigger until we've all got to scrap perfectly decent motors for brand new motors that cost the environment that cost the earth to make uh, just so that everybody can pretend that it's all about environment Lee Westcott says, one of my, yeah, this is interesting, one of my cousins works for that. Oh, by the way, Tejeshi, if you're still listening, I put this into chapters now. So if you don't want to see the thing about the zone, you just want to know what the miscellaneous or what the wise guy's got to say, you can just go to the bottom, scroll to the bit you're interested in, and just click on that. I'm going to tell you that. Um, yeah, it's a, Lee Westcott, one of, my, one of my cousins works for the National Grid. He reckons that if everyone woke up tomorrow morning with an electric vehicle and 4% of them plugged them at the same time, the power grid would be overloaded and crash. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's going to be a moving forward thing in the fact that as more people get electric vehicles, more people, um, we're going to find we're going to need more electricity, so we've got to find a way of getting the energy. What I think we should be doing, personally, is finding ways of getting this energy in an ecological way. So we're talking hydropower, we're talking wind power, we're talking solar power, ways that don't actually have byproducts. I mean, they're now talking about uh, mothballing the £20 billion nuclear facility they were thinking about building, which personally I'm a favour of, because everyone's going that nuclear is now clean energy. No one has told us what they're doing with the waste. Which, as far as I know, nuclear fission, which is what they do in these reactors, what they do is put them in very big lead-like containers and bury them. Now, bear in mind that stuff is radioactive for 10,000 years. That's not something I'm very happy about. <laughs> when we've, got, we've now got the technology to get energy from the power around us without any byproducts, why on earth are we not focusing on that? I don't know. Um, Ski Savoli says... Um, like all green charges, congestion charges, road tax, etc., they're solely there to raise money for the council or government. None of it is used for the government or to ease congestion or fully improve the roads. It's the same over here. Oh, he's in France. Hello, mate. Uh, it's the same over here in France. Even the motorway tolls aren't used to maintain the auto routes properly anymore. The same with speed cameras. It's a complete con. Good luck on your quest. Colin. Thank you, Colin. Uh, yeah, and no, I know what you're saying. In the old days, it would be like, well, we're, we're using the road tax to pay for the maintenance of the roads. But you're not, are you? Because we've seen how much money the road tax raise and we've seen how much money you're spending on the roads and they don't equate. The thing is, I mean, I understand also government does need money and it will, it will raise its money however it can in the form of like, because it's got to pay for the police, it's got to pay for the street lights, it's got to pay for hospitals, it's got to pay for the nurses, everybody else needs more dough. So they've got to find ways to get the dough in. Income tax, interest rates, there's going to be another way. Well, that's the way of controlling us, but I'm sure there's something going on there. Um, all the taxes and all that. Our ways of doing it again what i just re resent is the lies 
Tell me, yeah, income tax, I understand that. We're taking money off your income because we need it to pay for the stuff you use. Okay, it's fine, no problem, I understand that. Just don't lie about it. And also, it's, in my opinion, it's going the other way to grieve. It's not helping the planet, it's not helping the little kiddies. It's, anyway, TC Services says, the emissions angle rather than the age of the vehicle seems to be a great starting point. Exactly. Um, mind you, mind you, have, mind you, haven't a few companies been trying, been done for lying about the emissions? Good luck with your endeavour. Well, that's fine as well. You turn around and you say it's going to be emissions, and then if they catch your truck and they put the thing up there and they go, "You're supposed to have blue on this," and you've had, you've had this remapped and turned the air blue off, they're whacking with a great big fine. Because they deserve it, because they're saying they're going, to be, they're being green and they're not being green. That blue doesn't cost that much money. Just use it, like, you know, kind of thing. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, whatever way you go, there's going to be people that cheat the system. But mostly, I would say, if we focus on the emissions, not on the age, things will be better, not worse for everybody, bar the people that want the dough. Um, Colin Crookson. So I recently joined the RHA and have very di- uh, have different campaigns and have people whose job it is to lobby Parliament worth joining and investigating if they will look at this. That's a possible. My wife has also said there's something where you can go and you can start an online protest and you can start to get petitions and signatures. That's something else I've got to do. And one of you also very kindly actually pings me the address of my MP. All I've got to do now is get a letter to him, send it across on an email and we'll get the ball rolling with that one. But it's time. I've got a new video to edit for next week. That takes ages. Uh, which I shot sometime this week, going to the local. So that one will come out, but I'm working on it, guys. I am, it's all work in progress. Right, we've got a long one from Van on the run now, so go and get yourself a cup of tea. Um, it's a good one, though. Uh, before emission zones were a thing, they did rely on the phasing out of older vehicles and technology to improve standards. This is why petrol cars have all been fuel-injected for a long time. It wasn't, for, it wasn't for tightening emission standards, they would have still left carburetors. I didn't realise they didn't. <laughs> At one point, they even gave a financial incentive to upgrade to a newer vehicle, diesel scrappage scheme. Then they realised it's a lot easier to penalise those in the older cars, so they're essentially forced to change early at their own expense. The stick is cheaper than the carrot. This is easier to beat people than it is to treat people. The people we're now going to refer to as the Federation, who are against us, while we are clearly the Rebel Alliance, because we're the good guys. I've been watching that Star Wars thing on the telly, clearly. Um, no new cars are registered for, uh, No new cars registered from 2030 can be powered by petrol or diesel engines, which goes back to what the guy said earlier on. Will there be Euro 7? There won't be Euro 7s. Euro 6, then batteries. So it's still going on. The progressive move from Euro to Euro 6 is another example of this. When it comes to trucks, the difference between Euro 5 and Euro 6 is the addition of a diesel particulate filter, DPF. You've got the DPF system on your things. This catches a very small particles of carbon. It basically turns the stuff you're breathing into soot, which falls out of the exhaust pipe onto the road, so, which can be breathed in and are carcinogenic. So they don't breathe it in, it just falls on the road, washing out the gut. Um, when a truck does its regeneration, which is the thing that it needs to burn off to keep the DPF filter working, it raises the temperature in the DPF considerably, and this causes carbon to be burnt off and released as CO2, which we don't want, which also contributes to global warming, but not harmful to people if breathed in. This is because it's carbon monoxide that hurts us, isn't it? Carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide you can feed to the plants. Um, I probably got all this wrong. This is... 
only really an issue in built-up areas. Lots of people, hence inner-city emission zones, both Euro 5 and Euro 6 trucks, usually have an AdBlue and selective catalytic reduction system, which, to give it its proper name, uh, with a DPS system, which is what I've got, the AdBlue, yeah. Uh, the aim is to reduce emissions of substances that are directly harmful to humans when inhaled. In the case of the SRS, this SCR system, though the aim is to reduce emissions and oxides of nitrogen gases and not carbon soot particles, most, most vehicles for a long time have been fitted with a system called an exhaust gas recirculation. This is another system to reduce emissions of NOx gases. The DPF, SCR and ERG systems can, can hang on, says can cause a lot of reliable issues and breakdowns. Without these systems, a basic diesel engine is amazingly reliable and engineering marvel. Some say that without the engines, it would be, without the engines would prove would be more efficient and negate any emissions improvement these systems also provide. So what it's saying there is you're putting so much stuff in to stop the um, stuff coming out that you're actually harming the engine and making the engine less reliable. And to be honest with you, you'd be better off just pumping it out of the engine. Now, clearly, the way forward is not to pump out anything at all, not to burn fossil fuels, not to put stuff in the environment, not to increase global warming, global warming um, global warming, and you know, not to sort of do in the lungs of the little kids. But until we get to the stage where we've got enough energy being gained greenly to power the green motors that we've got, and we can find a green way of building the motors without having to rip the lithium out of the planet and then find something to do with it at the end of the day. What are we doing other than just financing people under the guise of ecology? That's what I'm thinking. I'm going to have that well with the MP. Uh, he, uh, Van Laren did add a little supplemental as well. He says, also going forward, the things we, uh, we are taxed on and have to change, reflect the changing world. The sales of diesel and petrol drops, which, I mean, the three biggest forms of taxation for the government are fags, the booze, and the diesel. Now, the fags and the booze, you can live without. If you want to, you can pack it all up. The diesel, you can't. You need it to work, like, you know? If, if you, you can't, you need, if you, if you want to go to work and you're in the game, you can't run without diesel. You can't go, yeah, I'm going to choose not to have diesel today. Fancy another pint? Pint of diesel? No, nah, you're right, I don't, I don't know. You need it. It doesn't. The vehicle doesn't go without it, like you know. Uh, so, with a big hole in nation finances to pay for public service revenues, Putin, COVID, hand grenade trust. You know, yeah, this is true. They'll find a way. So, but yeah, it's like I say, I don't mind the fact they're taxing me. I mind the fact they're lying about it. And I really cannot see. Oh, the campaign is also going to be: why can't we have it basically emission zone on emissions rather than age? And they're going to say it's too complicated. And I'm going to go, no, it's not. Every single vehicle, when it does its MOT, does an emissions test, it either fits under it or it don't. And finally, and this is very interesting as well, uh, from Godzilla's. He enjoys the great new camera. I've changed it. I actually sold it because I bought the wrong one. I've got. I've sold it. I then did that. I realised I bought the wrong one. Put it back on eBay. I've sold it for less than I paid for it. But I also bought the one that I wanted for much less than I thought I was going to have to pay for it. So now I've got the Go Two, which is much better. You can go like that with the little thing, and the picture stays the same, it's got a horizon lock, and it videos for much longer, and it's got a USB-C rather than that funny shaped thing, and, but that will show itself up in the video that's coming up, week Friday, probably, the local, anyway, um, he does love a fish eye, who doesn't love a fish eye, uh, interesting fact, this is good, he said, for the Birmingham CAS fine, right, the inner circle of the zone, the air quality is improved by 8% pre-CAS, Given most of the pedestrian and buses are now all electric, it's easy to see how this has happened. Uh, so office workers are now in luck. 
which is a crying shame for the outskirts of the ring road where the people where the people live because you don't live in the city, do you? That's where the office blocks and the pubs and the shopping centres and all that is because the rents are too dear. We all live on the outside ring. So the outside ring where the people live, um, the air quality has dropped by 12%. Mainly, as I'm guessing, due to the additional congestion thanks to the cans. The ring road no longer has a rush hour. It's, conge- it's congestion all the time now. It's very, very easy to argue the cans has increased pollutants to people rather than improving air quality, while at the same time charging people lots of lovely money that Birmingham Council can now invest in whatever they're paying for public transport or, or you know to, to advance the city um, they instead throw it into the pile seeking to offer uh, something or other, I don't know um, <laughs> to me it's simply a case of they can see a way of increasing their income um, and they have zero desire towards the betterment of people but do enjoy having brand new excellent and legal income stream and I agree with you totally there but that's interesting isn't it really so they're saying they're making it better for the people it's now cleaner but all you're doing is pushing all the motors that used to go into London or used to go to Birmingham around the outskirts I used to be able to cut through there but I can't now and sometimes it makes me wonder there's a road there if I go in there I turn left on where I am but if I want to avoid the zone I've got to go, or, or turn it, rather than go straight through the centre, I now go all the way around the outside. Which means rather than doing five miles to where I'm getting to, I've now got to do 12 miles to where I'm getting to, but I don't have to pay the extra 50 quid for driving through the middle. Which means you're pumping out more diesel and more cans because you're having to go round rather than through. And it's just, it's wrong. It's just wrong, and it's annoying me. Lee Westcott says, have you considered being transport MP as you have lots of followers on social media? I'm coming up to nearly 7,000, guys. I need 20 more. (laughs) It would be nice to hit the 7,000. You know anybody? Tell your friends, uncles, mother, dog, if they fancy subscribing, sort of benefit. Um, Yeah, I don't think they'd have me as an MP. I still think I'd probably last shorter time than the lettuce. I'd probably upset somebody very quickly, but hey. And on the final note, Shane Tarley says, you were supposed to change your T-shirt, mate, trying to give the impression of a different time of day. In all, <laughs> he says, in all serious, we need to come together and pester the government. I thought that was a perfect crime. I turned the camera sideways. I had to do two videos. I'm pretending there was a different time. I didn't pretend very hard. It's fine. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. So, this week's main freelance trucking videos, which are the ones, there is a playlist. If you just want to watch the freelance trucking videos, there is a a playlist on... um, YouTube, and you can just watch the ones of life on the road. If you don't want to get involved in all this, it's fine. Uh, Shane Hardy says, you don't always get it right when you've done it before, Pete. I remember the other month. Oh, easy lights, a new camera. Yeah, it took me three goes to get this one right. <laughs> but then again, it probably would have taken me a lot longer if it hadn't been the lovely bloke at Parcel Force. So she hang on, you're in a big truck. Well, it's in a seven, I've done. But it's big enough. Um, how did you get in? Craig, MCG125, says... Yeah, you don't always pay attention, but when I do, I photosynthesize the whole photosynthesize the whole route. This is something is true that when you've done the route four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, eventually, if you're driving a route, you subconsciously learn it. 
If you're a passenger in a route, you can do the same route 100 times. If someone said, right, you've got to drive that route now, you would never clue. It's just something you tune in when you're driving. I notice this, that you just go, right, I'll go left here, I'll go right here, I'll go by that side. You just do it. It just goes in. But if you're a passenger, forget it. Um, Van on the road says, nice bit of tech. Um, he says, again, back to central Birmingham has been a nightmare for the road closures for years. And... Um, uh, going back to at least 2016 when I moved to the West Midlands, he said, I hoped it would all be done by the Commonwealth Games, but evidently not. I did Amazon Flex Block once um, in my car, which was dropped in the centre around where you were. I think these areas are areas as ultra-urban. It was an absolute nightmare. The only the only time I've ever taken packages back to the depot, I ran out of time and patience that day. If you can't do it, you can't do it. There's no point beating yourself up about it. And Godzilla says, I am. He says, um... Can I ask where you were collecting Amazon Flex from? I'm half tempted as I suspect the, the, the year CX renewal will be 1,600 quid. So for me, more than double last year. For what? For this, I'm thinking a few days, Amazon, just to keep me busy. I've heard there's somewhere out there um, near Sun. So if anybody knows where the Amazon Flex is, also bear in mind there are other ways to run on the CX if the CX is getting too dear, and we'll come up to that in a minute. Um, there are other ways, other ways to do it. But let's, let's keep Godzilla in the loop because, let's face it, he's going more than out of his way to keep us in the loop. So, right. The wise guys, TC services. I joined, right, and this is coming how much CX is now because I wasn't sure, but you guys have said. I joined the CX in April this year and it cost £1,600 plus. You need all your insurances as proof, which is another £1,000. But in fairness, if you're going to run as a courier, you need them regardless of what you're doing. Um, it depends on the van you have. You'll also need at least a few grand in the bank just to cover your wages and fuel bills as you don't get any money coming in for at least six to eight weeks. Yeah, I would say eight weeks you want to cover yourself for. That's what you need to start up, really. I think there is a video on that somewhere. Um, if I don't, I'll do your link. Um, White Van Man says, same here. And checking the website, it's gone up since then. The cheapest package on the CX is £109.99 per month plus VAT. Give or take 140 quid. Multiply by 12 months, that's like 1,600, give or take. And add on the 149, add on the 150 pound VAT accreditation fee, you arrive at 1,76384. That's for the cheapest sole trader package with nothing added on, presumably but the VAT, and you do want to be running with a VAT. And Freddie Fletcher says the CX is around 1,600 pound a year for basic package. So that's what we're looking at now, guys. Now, if you're already on the CX and you come up for renewal, I don't know how that works. I don't know if they go, well, you're already on it, you've got the deal, we'll keep it going. Or they go, no, this is the, this is the rules now. An argument can be made that those that, if it gets more expensive, some will drop off, and when they drop off, that means there'll be less of us running, and if there's less of us running, we've got a better chance of getting a job, or better get a chance of getting a job for more money. Whether that holds any water or not, I don't know, but that's what we're looking at. Now, when I joined, I think it was £1,200 for the year, but they let you pay six months first. So I think when I joined about four years ago, I paid 600 quid. And then after about six months, I either had to pay another 600 quid or they let me go on a monthly. But then we've moved on since then. So we now pay around, I think it's six or 800 pound a quarter. It went out recently. But then I've got five apps and running trucks. So it's, it's going to be more expensive for me. But there you go. Um, Abaz Amir says, oh, this is another question for you guys. I don't know the answer to this. How do you sign up with a car? I've signed up, and all I get is emails about having a van. 
So I don't know how you sign up. But they, they, car jobs do appear on a CX. So theoretically, if they appear, there must be a way to sign up with a car or not. So if anybody knows where you signed up with a car or you know you can't sign up with a car, if you let me know and we'll pass it on to Arbazamir. Right, this is the truck section now. Just one on the truck section this week. Um, Big Miller. Now, I said about when you're tipping at um, uh, Lidl's LDC, you have to tip yourself. So make sure you've got it on hammers, not on bed on your taco, because the uh, Vosa sit outside. Uh, if you pull outside and you go, well, I've been on break, they go, really? How'd you get your load off then? Because they don't tip you here, you do, and then you're, you're in trouble. Um, do you not think that you work hard enough already without having to tip yourself? What happens if you get injured when unloading? Who is responsible for then? Um, and having done a long distance trucking for many, many years, I always ask for their insurance policy, and they have to show you by law I have never tipped myself at any RDC in, in UK or Europe. Plus, I have never handed my keys over to any goods in Clark. Yes, they create um, till I point out the uh, I pull out the Achilles heel to them that I am not employed by the, uh, that. Sorry about this. That I they are not employed by my company. So check your insurance policy, and does it state clearly that only employees of the company must be allowed to hold keys of the vehicle? No law has ever been passed to say that a driver must hand over his keys to the vehicle. Plus, they, plus just plus just refuse to move off the bay till you're tipped. And as soon as you tip, because if you injure yourself on their equipment. They will move the blame to you and say it was your fault. I am glad that I am out of the game now, sitting back and enjoying my retirement, so no early starts and no more ungrateful warehouse people or drivers not to tip themselves at any price. So some good points to be made there. One about keys, about handing the keys over. I always hand my keys over because otherwise I'm just going to have a row. Um, secondly, if you do tip yourself and you hurt yourself or something goes wrong, who's it on? I mean, from my point of view... I go the other way, which is I just get so frustrated sitting on a bay because obviously I'm paid by the job. I get waiting time after the first hour, but I could pull out of there after two hours and get 50 quid. Alternatively, I could pull out of there in 15 minutes, get my next job, and the next the rest of the day get 250 quid. So if they, I've turned around to them and say, I'll take it off the towel if myself, I'll tip it myself. And if I'm docked on a bay with a ramp down, and all I've got to do is put it on a pump truck, and drag it into um, a warehouse, put it down, take a photo, and off I go, I'd rather do that than sit there waiting for some oik to come up after two hours, after staring at his telephone to take off the four planets that are sitting there waiting. But it's horses for courses. Also, there is a question, what if you've got to tip yourself and you can't, which happened to me the other day. There'll be a video on that one coming up. Um, well, I haven't done it yet, because it only happened to me Thursday. Um, yeah, but a point well made. You know, if you don't want to do it, say, okay, well, I'm not doing it, I'm not handing you keys over. Where does it say I've got to hand my keys over? The problem I think I've had, particularly with people like Waitrose or Lewis, is they say, if you do not hand your keys over, we will not take your load off. That's it. And I believe that is going to be the case, in which case then you've just got an ongoing war. I believe, I honestly believe with Lewis's Waitrose particularly, they, they say, okay, if you're not going to hand your keys over, that's fine. What I recommend you do is get back in your truck and drive it back to base and tell them what happened, because we're not taking it unless we have the keys. So, we're on a miscellaneous now. Uh, Mark Keeney says, Pete, ah, oh, yeah, now I said about taking things back. Um, I did a video about saying 
when you can charge big money and when you don't have to. He said, Pete, come on, man, don't take it back for a backload price, whether you live there or not. It's the same money when you come back or not. And he makes a point. I mean, in fairness, I wouldn't normally charge a backload price. If the job goes wrong and I had to take it back to the depot, they go, how much do you want? I would normally go the same again. If I was... Say, for example, I'd got the load from Andover to Dunstable and then I had to take it back and they'd say, how much do you want to charge? I'd go, I go, I would charge him big money because I don't want to take it back. I'm in Dunstable. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do it, but you're going to have to pay me from Dunstable to Andover and Andover back to Dunstable because I've got to come back to base. Alternatively, I'll sit here and wait for you to come and get another vehicle to take it off me and get them to take it. The thing that when I said about the backload price, presumably, is when if it's firms that we do a lot of work for all the time and pay us and they know the score, which is like, they know I'm here at 12 o'clock. They know I'm going to struggle to get a backload. They know, you know, my mate Simon or someone like that, he knows that this is a dream come true, that now I don't have to leave this job, go to the next job, pick it up, take a job back to where I live, which I would have done for the rate anyway. And in that situation, I might turn and go, look, I'll tell you what, mate, just give me this and we'll call it done. Because it keeps them happy, it keeps them sweet. Pete's a nice guy. The job's gone wrong, but it hasn't killed me too much. The next time a job comes in, we'll give it to Pete. Chances are, next time a job comes in, they won't give it to Pete. They'll just give it to the cheapest guy who bids because there's no loyalty anyway. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. But yeah, but no, you make a good point there. So Mark, thanks very much for your um, contribution. Um, Ragstar says, hello, do you know anything about being a forwarder on the CX? It's worth starting up. I can't afford a van at the moment, but I'm thinking starting freight forwarding, it would be easy for me to make money uh, than to start with a van. Can you tell me something about this? If you've got any knowledge about it, thank you for your videos, no problem. Ragstar, I've done a video on this before. I'll do you, I'm going to have to dig it out. I did write a comment. I'm going to dig it out. I'll do you a link. Go to a video about freight forwarding the CX and what you can. But yeah, you can, you can do it. You don't, a lot of people don't. If you're going to be a forwarder, you need your own customers. Because otherwise, who are you going to forward? But I'll dig the video out for you, mate, and I'll you know, follow the link. Don't want to repeat myself, I can avoid it. Uh, Patrick McNichols says, Hi, Pete, do you think £2.57 a mile for a 33-mile trip? Total charge is £85 plus fat. Cheers, Paddy. Yeah, you don't always have to link it on the mileage. You can do it by the mileage, or you can do it by the trip. Or it's like how to, I think I've done a video on how to price things on the CX. Mate, at the end of the day, you charge what you want. You should have a minute, you should have a price per mile and then you should have a minimum charge for the job, and then you should consider where it's going to. There's a lot to it, you work it out. Again, there is a video, I'll, do, I'll dig that one out as well. I'll do you a link. And finally, in conclusion, Tiger Prawn Airsoft says, thanks for addressing my thickness. I didn't realize I did. He said, you also mentioned Gibraltar. I have a GBZ sticker on the back of my van. I've been asked if I'm from Zimbabwe before. <laughs> Great British zone. <laughs> said, move my dad there, beautiful drive. Sure is, lovely. I presume that you must go, uh, Oh, you must go all the way down, mustn't you? Or across. I have no idea how you get to Gibraltar. The only time that I ever didn't land anywhere was Gibraltar. I had to go and see my mum. She wasn't very well. And um, the plane came in, and it was crosswinds, and it came in, and it took off again. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, where are we going? The frustrating thing is um, my mum's boyfriend had travelled to Gibraltar to meet me. The plane got redirected to Malaga, which is the airport they normally pick me up from. And then I just had to make my way back from Malaga. Oh, Malaga was the airport I wanted to go into, but I couldn't get any flights. But that's not interesting. No one cares. So, right, that's it. Another Q&A for another week. I uh, hope you're all well. hope you're keeping warm as the temperature drops. And I hope you're taking care and taking money. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.